Welcome to AudioPie's English Literature and Language Show. You can dip into huge chunks of over 19 series for free and learn on the go. Happy listening, everyone. In this AudioPie podcast on Great Expectations, I shall look at the character of Estella and the central role she plays within the novel. In chapter 22, Herbert Pocket is quite clear and forthright about Estella when he talks to Pip in Barnard's Inn on the night of his arrival in London. That girl's hard and haughty and capricious to the last degree, and has been brought up by Miss Havisham to wreak revenge on all the male sex. This snapshot picture of her echoes what we have already seen in Chapter 8, when, as gatekeeper, she first met Pip at Satis House. On that occasion, she dismissively called him boy, and Pip thinks that she seems so much older than him, and beautiful, and self-possessed. And she was as scornful of me as if she'd been one and twenty and a queen. We soon recognise what Miss Havisham is training Estella for, when the two young children first play cards. The only game that Pip knows is a very simple one of luck that does not require any skill in the playing of a hand. Beggar my neighbour. And Miss Havisham tells Estella, Beggar him. He calls the knaves jacks, this boy said Estella with disdain, before our first game was out. And what coarse hands he has, and what thick boots. Estella refers to Pip as a common labouring boy, to which Miss Havisham replies, Well, you can break his heart. It is Estella's words about his appearance that first make Pip ashamed of his home and background. In response to that reference to his coarse hands and thick boots, he feels, I had never thought of being ashamed of my hands before, but I began to consider them a very indifferent pair. Her contempt was so strong that it became infectious, and I caught it. Returning to visit Miss Havisham at the beginning of Chapter 29, Pip foolishly sees a rosy picture of his future. He is sure that Miss Havisham is the promoter of his great expectations, and that she has plans for the future happiness of both Estella and himself. She had adopted Estella. She had as good as adopted me, and it could not fail to be her intention to bring us together. She reserved it for me to restore the desolate house 
admit the sunshine into the dark rooms, set the clocks a-going and the cold hearths a-blazing, tear down the cobwebs, destroy the vermin. In short, do all the shining things of the young knight of romance and marry the princess. This is, of course, very like the ending of David Lean's 1946 Oscar-winning film of the novel, but it is totally unreal. Miss Havisham was not the benefactor who arranged for Pip to become a gentleman, and the star, Estella, is far out of his reach, cold and distant. His own childhood and her own childhood have been corrupted. She has been brought up to break the hearts of any man who loves her, Miss Havisham's revenge. In chapter 38, Pip visits the old house near the green at Richmond, and he tells us of the many, many nights and days through which the unquiet spirit within me haunted that house when Estella lived there, and that he suffered every kind and degree of torture that Estella could cause me. A little time before this, in chapter 33, Pip had first taken Estella down to Richmond to stay with a widow lady, Mrs. Brandley, whose name is associated with the making of marks of ownership on animals branding, and at that point he was compelled to recognise that Estella cared to attract me, and she made herself winning, and would have won me even if the task had needed pains. Yet this made me none the happier, for even if she had not taken that tone of our being disposed of by others, I should have felt that she held my heart in her hand because she willfully chose to do it, and not because it would have wrung any tenderness in her to crush it and throw it away. In chapter 38, Estella does try to warn Pip not to become attracted to her, and when they both arrive at Satie's house, Miss Havisham asks him, with a witch-like eagerness, how does she use you, Pip? How does she use you? There is, to Pip's mind, something dreadful about the way Miss Havisham hung upon Estella's beauty, hung upon her words, hung upon her gestures, and sat mumbling her own trembling fingers while she looked at her as though she were devouring the beautiful creature she had reared. At an assembly ball in Richmond, where Estella outshone all other beauties, the boorish, blundering bully Bentley Drummel hangs around Estella, and Pip is both jealous and depressed. It makes me wretched, that you should encourage a man so generally despised as Drummel, a deficient, ill-tempered, lowering, stupid fellow. 
Pip complains that Estella has given him looks and smiles this very night, such as you never give to me. Estella's answer reveals not only her full awareness of what she is doing, but also her feelings for Pip. Do you want me then? said Estella, turning suddenly with a fixed and serious, if not angry, look, to deceive and entrap you? Do you deceive and entrap him, Estella? Yes, and many others, all of them but you. Estella is, of course, Magwitch's daughter, and there is a feeling of some reconciliation when Pip sits beside the dying convict to tell him, you had a child once whom you loved and lost. A stronger pressure on my hand. She lived and found powerful friends. She is living now. She is a lady and very beautiful. And I love her. It will be worth listening now to podcast 10, which talks about the sense of redemption at the end of the novel and how Pip moves forward after the disillusion of his great expectations. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Don't forget to search for and listen to the next episode in the series to build your topic knowledge. Hit the Acast Plus link in the show description to become a premium supporter and unlock access to every episode in every series for as long as you need. We also make GCSE and A-level content for history, RE, sociology and psychology. Happy listening, everyone.